What's up and welcome back. It's DNA Sports Show. I'm your host, Anthony Cortez, and I am joined alongside my two good friends and co-hosts, Mr. Alexander Ashley. What's going on, everybody? And Mr. Kevin Rowe. You're welcome. I appreciate you showing up, Kev, even though you've had a pretty brutal week, man. Uh-huh. <laughs> uh, let's talk some baseball. Before we do that, I'd say the same thing every week, but I'm just going to simplify it. Please go support our friends over at Baseballism. Are you, for first-time shoppers, visit them at baseballism.com. And while you're there at the checkout line, use our code AA Sports. Our initials A A S B O R T S for a 15 to 25 percent discount off your first order. Uh, there's free shipping orders of $100 on orders of $100 or more, domestic only. Um, but they've got a bunch of uh, they've got a bunch of cool stuff over there. Uh, uh, a bunch of new collections are being released. Um, the Christmas collection is already out. Uh, just keep supporting. Please keep supporting them because they support us. And support any and all local small businesses around you. When you go to local restaurants, it, whoever's listening to this, when you go to local restaurants, please, please support them and, and you know, take care of them because everybody's still short-staffed right now. I know you, you know, we all live in a world where we think, oh, we're just expecting great service. But everybody's still short-staffed. And it's, it's very frustrating for those actual companies and for those restaurants. So just please be kind to those around you. So. Yeah, soapbox over. Please keep supporting all all local and small businesses and baseball is included. Thank you. All right, Kev. I'm sorry, man. Um, the Braves are your 2021 World Series champions after they defeated the Houston Astros in Game Six. Uh, final score was I think seven zero, right? It, it doesn't matter. Anyways, <laughs> Braves Braves won that outright, man. I gotta say it. They just and. As much as I trusted the, or as, much, yeah, as much as I trusted your lineup, because your lineup is just dangerous, but streaky hitting, streaky hitting too, man. You know, and you just didn't have it this year. I don't know. That's that's what I saw. Alex, I'm more curious what Kevin has to say. And I'm not. Uh, like, shitty. I'm not. I'm just really curious, like what you saw, because yeah, I mean. Astros have you a can't dangerous do, lineup. They you, have, you know, we you talked. Can't, about you can't do it without pitching. This is that's the last thing I'm going to add. Is you can't do it without pitching. You went, you you know, granted, you made it to the World Series without Verlander. You lost McCullers at the start, and or really in the in the uh, in the CS, um, and then you were relying on a rookie, and then also just. And I know those guys were raving that they have one of the dark horse, uh, you know, bullpens and one of the dark horse, the dark horse uh, pitching staffs in the you know, But you were you were you were without two big guns, and our, well, we're obviously forgetting about Granky. You know, you just you can't do it without those guys. Your well, lineup. Granky wasn't even a starter in the postseason for us until the very end, out of necessity. But if you really look at it, the Astros proved the Astros actually proved. The contrary of what you're saying, they can do it without pitching. They kind of had the same thought. Braves to six games in the World Series without pitching. Um, now, granted, they had some really good performances from some of their starters. Just it was very inconsistent. Uh, you got an eight inning outing of from Valdez in Game Five against the White Sox. No, or five against the uh, Red Sox. And then you had a five-inning shutout performance by uh, Garcia in game six against the Red Sox. But they was inconsistent throughout the playoffs. They had good games. They had bad games. And unfortunately, at the end, it was bad games on bad games. But what really sunk the Astros there at the end was the fact 
in the six game series, they only mustered two home runs the entire series. And both of them were solo shots by Jose Altuve. The offense went cold. Yeah, they were still getting some slap base hits left or right. Um, you had some contributors, but all in all, uh, there weren't very many hard hit balls. You didn't have very many extra base hits, and you only had the two home runs with nobody on base. That's not going to win you some ball games. And for the team that was vaunted to have the best and statistically had the best offense of the league, they didn't show up in the World Series. And that's both a knock on what the offense did and also a um, giving credit to the Braves pitching because the Braves pitching just shut them down. Yeah, that was kind of one of the things I was going to mention, too. Yes, the Astros' bats went cold, but the pitching was also pretty impressive for the Braves, who hadn't exactly shown to have, like, the most insane pitching staff ever. Uh, they had, what, one or two pretty good closers. What's his name? Um, the guy who pitched in that first game. Uh, <clears throat> the Braves? Yeah, he was, like, their reliever who pitched in Will the Harris. first game. Huh? Oh, Matt Harris. Um, um, magic? Yes, thank you. Him. He did oh, really well. It. Fires came in in that last game after doing really poorly all postseason and had the outing of his life. <clears throat> I mean, so some of it was luck. Some of it was just having a good game at the right time. But overall, they played well. They held, you know, the best offense to very few crooked innings, you know, crooked crooked score innings. Um Matt Segmenter and uh, Smith were incredible for them, and they've been incredible all postseason for the Braves. Yeah. And then even losing uh, Morton in the first game. It, <clears throat> yeah, that, that was – yeah, it was impressive what the pitching staff was able to do. I think really more than anything, the big story a little bit for the Braves is just like how retooled their offense was, and then all those players that they brought in were some of the biggest contributors – in the whole series. So Lair was brought in in like June or July and won the World Series MVP, which is cool to see him do that. Um, you know, Peterson, Jock Peterson was there. He was a pretty important piece. Rosario was a pretty important piece. So it's just interesting to see these like late game or late season acquisitions do really well. You know what I mean? Way to go, GM. <laughs> Again, pretty crazy that they were below 500 at the at the All Star break and ended up winning 88 games. You don't see you don't see many 80 80 game ish wins. You know teams doing that. So bravo to the bravos, <laughs> bravo to the bravos. Um, yeah, congrats to them, man. Um, but yeah, very impressive pitching performances uh, on their end. And in the year that Hank Aaron passed away, was, uh, yeah, yeah, big one. <clears throat> on to the Astros qualify or yeah, qual I'm not gonna say qualifying offers, but yeah, extending. I'm curious to, to know what you do with Altuve. So if you're if you're offering Correa, who uh, I'm kind of surprised that you don't think he's gonna take it. Which I mean, he wants more money, or you want? Do you want more money, or does he want more years? Because what what is like a hundred and something million for how many years, Kev? Correa. Yeah. He was offered before the season five years for 100 – no, six years for $120 million, And then they 
came back with five years for 125 million, and he turned down both. Uh, I think I heard recently it's they offered him six years for 150 million, but that's not going to be anywhere near what Correa is going to be asking for. He's looking for Francisco Lindor for Fernando Tatis money. He's looking for 10 years, 300 million as literally the base. I'm sure he's looking for more than that. And right I don't know if he's necessarily going to get that given his injury history in the past, his performance this year shows he has the potential to be better than at least Lindor for sure. And probably Tatis because he can play the position defensively a lot better than Tatis can. Um, <clears throat> but the, is, that injury concern is going to knock him down a little bit. I could see him signing eight or nine, probably like an eight-year, $260 million contract somewhere. And I don't know if the Astros would be willing to pay that much. They haven't shown in the past that they'd be willing to give that long of a contract for that kind of amount of money. The longest they've done was extensions to Altuve and to Bregman. Bregman was about $20 million a year for five years. And Altuve was $30 million for five years. Is Altuve still on contract? Yeah, both Altuve and Bregman are under contract until twenty twenty uh, through twenty twenty four. For so another two seasons. Another three seasons. Another three seasons. Okay. Twenty two, twenty three, and twenty four. Oh, okay, all the way through twenty four. Okay, gotcha. I mean, if I were him, I'd. I'd He's stay. going for the money. He's going I mean, for the money, dude. He's going for the money and the job security of being with a team for more than just a few years. He wants to try to find the end of his career spot, which could be the Astros if he's willing to take shorter deals, but I don't think he wants to do that. He wants the security of a a seven, eight, nine-year contract at least because he's only 27. Somebody's going to offer him probably a 10-year deal somewhere. We'll see. He's only 27. <laughs> He's only 27. He's one of the younger free agents out there. Oh, I know. No, it's just that seems so ridiculous now. <laughs> yeah. He's only 27. Yeah. Alex, Alex, would you stay or would you would you go somewhere else? If you're him? Yeah. Uh well, if you're if you're you in his shoes. Sure. I would I, I still go somewhere else. Um, you know, it's, it's, it's admirable to stay in the one spot. You know, I, I don't think there's anything wrong with it. Uh, but yeah, if I, you're going to get more money in a longer contract. You're going to get to play the game you love. Very likely you're going to go to a contender still. You know what I mean? Um, it's not Let like... Let me put it this way. If the Astros offered anywhere near what the top offer is, he'd stay in Houston. Because he loves Houston. His family's from Houston. All his friends and uh, players he's played with are in Houston. So, I mean, he is a Houston Astro. But if the Astros don't offer anything close to what some of these other teams are going to offer, he's going to walk. Simple as that. Yeah, I guess I should qualify my statement with if the Astros don't offer – 
what we think he'll get offered by other teams in any kind of close facet, then no, he'll, he'll definitely be going. Again, you're not losing a ton, so. Uh, yeah. I'll give you an example. So, if one team offered him 10 years, $300 million, and then the Astros offered him 10, 10 years, $290 million, he might stay in Houston just for that $10 million less, you know? But anything that's much bigger deficit than that, I don't know how much he'd be willing to stay in Houston for, you know? Sure. I don't think so Houston's going to get that big of a hometown discount is my what I'm saying. <laughs> so I'll flip that question. If you're Houston, do you offer that much? I wouldn't if I were Houston. I would I would rather keep Altuve. That's me, though. Well, the thing is you have Altuve under contract for a few more years. You have Bregman under contract for a few more years. And That's, if, that, that's what I'm saying, though. Like, I'd, I'd save that money. To offer to Altuve in, in four years, three years, Not whatever. Necessarily. Yeah. And my, here's my look on it. I mean, just strictly numbers wise, Altuve's regressed the last two years. Bregman's regressed the last two years. Al, and Correa's actually gotten better the last two years. So if I was to pick one of those three to stick around, it would be actually be Correa over the other two. And the fact that Korea has shown he's been a leader to the clubhouse. If you watch during the season and during the place postseason, every time there is a mound visit, it wasn't Altuve walking to the mound too. It wasn't Bregman walking to the mound too. It was always Korea. Always Korea was in on everything that is being said, not just to the players, or not just to the pitchers, but anything strategic wise or motivational wise. It was Korea in that in that huddle. So yeah. if I had to pick between the three, it would actually be Korea. It's a tough call, though. I mean, it really is. Both are both are great players. But you are right. Altuve has been declining somewhat. So Now, if I was Jim Crane and James Click and looking at the needs of the Astros and whether or not I want to re-sign Korea, it's really tough because I would want to because of what he's done for the team. But you also look at the biggest need right now is you're losing your setup to free agency. Your setup man and Kendall, and Kendall Graveman, he's gone. He's free agent. Um, you're losing Verlander. You're losing Granke. You need some starting pitching that can give you depth and give you health. You need to spend that money in pitching right now. So that was kind of my thought. <laughs> You're gonna if need you look a lot. At the minor league system for the Astros. We don't have very many good players, but a couple of our better players are shortstop. Our number two prospect, Jeremy Pena. I'm sorry, number four prospect, Jeremy Pena. Uh, he's doing very well defensively. He's about on par with what Correa has. Been. Offensively, it's a little bit of a downgrade, but he has shown that he can handle elite pitching and was doing very well at the plate in AAA. He's not going to be a Correa, but he's going to get you some good at bats. Uh, the number two prospect in the minor leagues, Pedro Leon. Uh, we had just signed to an international uh, contract. I think it was last year in 2020. Paid $4 million for him. Came to the United States as a center fielder. But this past offseason, or this past season, he's done the majority of his games at shortstop. 
to prepare for career leaving. So we have some options in the minor leagues that can step up and not necessarily fill the void, but at least hold it, <laughs> hold it down, if that makes any sense. They're not going to be the next Correa, but they're not going to be, uh, I would say, anywhere near the worst shortstop in the league, if that makes any sense. So if you're looking at those guys as your potential replacements, they're going to focus on pitching this offseason. Alex, were you going to say something? No. Not anything that Kevin wasn't going to say. Okay. Oh, okay. So I think if you lose, if you're losing Correa and you're losing Granky, that's thirty-seven million dollars off of your books that you're going to have room to sign people for. If you lose Verlander, that's another thirty-three million. That you're talking sixty-five million, roughly, of salary that's off of your books. Go out there, get a Scherzer and a Robbie Ray. You can afford both of them now, and now you got a good. Starting three in McCullers, Scherzer, Ray. Oh man, you're talking about big three starting pitchers again. Yeah, and keeping on Thule and Bregman for another three. Mm-hmm. And you have Gurriel next year, and you have Alvarez and Tucker still uh, just starting their arbitration years. They still got a strong offense. They still got a strong core that's going to be there for a few more years. You just need What's the pitching to back them up. What's the status on Brantley? Uh, Brantley's got one more season uh, under contract. I could see him signing again for the Astros again, but we'll see. Yeah. So next season, you're going to see Gurriel and Brantley as free agents unless they extend them this offseason. Okay. Alex, did you have any here's one for you? Yeah. Okay. So here's one for you. Uh, what do you think the state of Major League Baseball is in? What state do you think Major League Baseball is in as a whole, right? Uh, and I saw somebody ask this question on TV, and I don't think I'm asking quite the same question that they're asking. But, like, just kind of in general, where do you think the game is? Because we definitely have some issues coming up that we're going to need to address. There's also some really great things that happened this year. You know what I mean? Like, where where do you guys see baseball being right now? Baseball is baseball. It's not going away. It's going. It's still in the big three of sports. Uh, obviously, football is king right now. Basketball is the least really, popular. Hmm? It's the least popular of the big of three. the top three. Yeah, I would agree. Just because of how it is. I mean, we, I'll give you an example. The during the playoffs. I think it was the Astros versus the White Sox, and they were going the same night as a Sunday night football game. They started 30 – the baseball started 30 minutes beforehand. Football had an hour delay for rain delay, and they still ended at the same time. Yeah. yeah. That game, I think, went four and a half hours for baseball, and that was just a nine-inning game. Sweet. So that – that that is the big issue that Ron Manfred has been trying to figure ways out to fix. Well, uh, <laughs> I think that's just the nature of the game, you know. I mean, I, 
being the fact that it is really the only sport in the league that is not under a clock. And I think that that's why we love it. One of the reasons we love baseball so much is because it's not reliant on a clock. It's reliant on you getting the job done, period. 27 outs, that's what you got to get. You can't get 27 outs, you're not going to win the game. What do you think, Anthony? Where's baseball to you? And it could be, like I said, and Kevin was perfect. Like, you can answer in whatever facet you can. You decide to answer in. You think good, yeah. bad, doesn't matter. So Kevin went yeah. with the still not as popular as the other sports, not going away just fine. Where do you see baseball right now? Oh, I got so many more answers to this too, but I'm going to leave it at that one for for the moment. <laughs> I mean, it's 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 never going to be as popular as 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 the NBA and NFL. That's just never going to happen. Anybody, any, I, we all three love baseball. Um, I will, you know, I will be the first to say I love baseball. It's my favorite of the three. I I watch way more baseball than I do than I do football. Well, I mean, it's probably about even, but I can't even watch the Spurs now because. Yeah, thanks, thanks, network TV. Anyways, whatever. That's a whole other argument. Anyways, it's definitely it's. It, I I don't think it's ever going to be as popular as the NBA or or football. Um, do I still love it? Yes. Will I still watch when whenever I can? Do I still watch playoff baseball every year? Absolutely, regardless of who's in it, because I just love I just love baseball. Um, it definitely does have its issues. And I, I do understand the argument of, oh, it's boring and, you know, you've got to figure out a way to, to, you know, to play a game in less than two hours. I do get that. But at the same time, baseball is baseball. We, I don't know how many said, how many times, I don't know how many times I've said it on this show or on our show, but you know what you're signing up for when you watch a baseball game. Or you should know what you're signing up for. It's 27 outs, like Kev said. It, it doesn't it doesn't rely on the clock. It's not meant to rely on the clock. It's just the way it is, man. It's just, just playing. I don't know how else to say it. It's just the way it is. It, if you're gonna go, I mean, you gotta. You can't go to a baseball game and say, "Oh, uh, you know, if a game starts at one, I'll be out by I'll be out by four. Because you just don't know. And you know that's part of the fun in it. You just don't know. You could watch a no hitter that day that could drag. You could watch an offensive. You know, an offensive juggernaut that could drag. You know, you just don't know. I went to go watch the Rangers playing. Kubler fucked our shit. <laughs> In fairness, I think no hitters actually are shorter. It's the offensive games that take forever because you got a bunch of pitching changes. Yeah, or pitcher duels. You know, pitching duels that take forever. Anyways, um, I mean, I do. I think baseball is in a bad place. No. Do I think obviously yes? Like you said, they have some issues that they're gonna have to figure out this 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 off season, and I hope it doesn't go into a lock, or I hope you know it, there's not a delay or whatever because the PA and the MLB can't get along. I hope they figure it out. Um, I but I don't like all that aside. I don't think baseball is in a bad place, and I don't think I don't think the MLB will ever go away. I just I hope to God it doesn't. Um, but yeah, I mean, it's, it's, it's baseball, man. It's like I said, it's never going to be as popular as the NBA and NFL for those fans that think I'm crazy for thinking of that. I'm, that's just my opinion. I just well, numbers support that too. Huh? Numbers support that too. Yeah. I mean, non-football fans watch the Super Bowl. you know, non, non-baseball fans do not watch the world series. It doesn't happen. You know, casual fans watch the world. Casual fans watch the Super Bowl. Casual fans may watch the NBA Finals. 
Casual fans don't watch the World Series. It just doesn't happen. I think it's the, I think that's the only game they watch. Yeah, yeah, true. That may be true. Um, but yeah, I mean, overall, it's not in a bad place. It's just, it's baseball. It's the least popular. It's slow. We all know it's slow, but that's part of the fun in it, you know? So yeah. I'm going to piggyback on what you said, because you did bring up the MLB and the MLBPA. And that's kind of my second point. Like, like I said, I could go many different ways on this, on the state of baseball. And I said, okay, it's not going anywhere. But that right there, that that distrust, that not being able to come to agreements between the MLB and the MLBPA, that is one thing that's really going to hurt baseball. I don't think it's going to be enough that it's going to go away anytime soon or anything like that. But I could see us in another lockout and for an extended one. If anything, if if these negotiations for the CBA this offseason go about as poorly as the negotiations for the COVID uh, restrictions and COVID uh, guidelines and the pay for the players and how many games they get played. If these negotiations go that poorly, I don't see us playing baseball until May or June. Because I don't see how these two sides are going to come to an agreement on a lot of issues. And that's really going to hurt the sport. But we'll see. We'll have to see what's being said come December 1st. And I just want to piggyback off of that more. Like, <laughs> I sorry, I'm sorry, Alex. <laughs> no, 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 this is we all are funny. Let me just piggyback. You mentioned something. This perfect. No, I'm not even piggybacking off of that. I'm just <laughs> wrong wording there. But we so we talk about how to market the game better too, and we you know we've all uh, we've all tried to brainstorm how to market. And Kevin and I are on the you know we're on the we're on the bandwagon as far as you know, mic the guys up and, you know, add more, add more personality to the game. But I honestly, like, yes, you could do all that stuff, but as big, as, as big and as popular as football and basketball are, it's just, you can do anything you want to market baseball. You could, you know, you could add personality, but again, it's just baseball is never going to, is never going to, is never going to top, I'm not even going to say football because this is not going to happen. I don't see football or I don't see baseball ever toppling um, football in, in viewership. I just don't. It's just not going to happen. But maybe one day, maybe uh, in a crazy world that we live in, it'll top basketball. Um, but not even then because, you know, people like fast pace. People like basketball, too. And it's, So, yeah, I mean, you could do everything you can to market the game better. You can, you know. Like I said, you can add personality because I think that's just that's that's going to be one of the biggest factors in marketing the game better is just is giving these guys to show their personality um, during the games and all that. Um, but yeah, that's it. It's just for me, it's it's baseball, man. It's never going to be as popular as basketball and football. But yeah, I honestly feel NBA's marketed their sport a lot better than Major League Baseball, and that's the reason they've overtaken baseball as the number two sport in the in the country. And that's the thing, man, like basketball markets, I feel like football doesn't even have to try. Like they don't have to try, dude, because they know people are going to watch. Like it's just – it's crazy. But like basketball tries, baseball tries, 
Football doesn't have to try. They just fucking schedule games on Sundays and Mondays and, and Thursdays. People are going to watch, dude. It's just the way it is. Okay, that's that's my two cents. Sorry, Alex. <laughs> oh, I'm not mad. Y'all, it's funny. You're like, and you brought up another good one. <laughs> and that's exactly what, you know, what we're looking for. See, I think uh, baseball is probably in one of the best positions um, that it's been in a minute to some degree, right? So the big looming, like, shit is obviously the negotiations between the MLBPA and the MLB. But I think what you saw this season is that uh, even during a pandemic, to some degree, um, fans can go to the games. They can, you know, owners are making as much money as they were beforehand to some degree, maybe even more depending on the contracts they've been signing with networks because players hadn't been going to games. So they make it more accessible. They've been talking about doing uh, their own app, partnering with local networks. Anthony, you brought that up beforehand. So I, I don't think it'll be as difficult as it was before. Is there a big distrust between the two? Yeah, absolutely. Right. Uh, but I don't think it will go nearly as bad because things are kind of coming back to normal to some degree. We had a whole season, no real huge ginormous issues um, like we did at the beginning of the, the COVID year, the shortened year that we had, right? There won't be those issues in talks quite as much. Um, <clears throat> I think you're seeing also, and we saw throughout the year that people missed baseball. You look at the very beginning uh, of baseball and they had some of the largest amounts of viewers that baseball's ever had in its, in its history while it's on television people miss it people want it people like it so I think they will get the job done to figure out how to get everybody back on the field because at some point everybody just starts losing money right but more importantly I think you look at the things that happened during the season right there was like drama all throughout the season. The season was a good season. You had a team come up from nothing and win a championship. You had a team who has been good for a while, who is still there. You had the Dodgers and the Yankees and the Boston Red Sox all in the playoffs. And even though they all lost, that's a lot of viewership and a lot of fan bases watching those teams. You had big breakout players. Fernando Tatis Jr. is a star. Vladimir Guerrero Jr. is a star. And, you know, they're from different parts of the country's nationalities. You had Shohei Otani break all kinds of records, be arguably better than the babe at what the babe did to some degree. You have, you know, a Japanese player who's bringing the game so much closer to overseas and so much closer to home too. You have a Cuban born player being the best player in the world series of baseball. You have, you know, the, just so much like drama and excitement and like, new players and new faces and, and even some of the old players and some of the old faces and some repeats. Like it, it was a great season and so many people got to watch and kind of see that baseball is just, it's just fine. Baseball is just fine. And then we were adding all these cool new things. There was excitement in the home run derby, which was kind of new and kind of different there. You know, the all-star game, we're doing the mic'd up thing, which is cool for that game. Even though I'm like, fucking stop. Don't, don't do that. You know, we tried, 
new camera angles all throughout the World Series, new camera styles and where the thing went. And I think that's really cool. I think even baseball to some degree matured. We tried new things. We tried new things and it didn't work. And then they stopped doing those things. They didn't have the runner on second and extra innings and the playoffs. They are, you know, keeping certain rules, getting rid of others. And so it's trying and growing and it's, and it's trying to fix the problems that it thinks it has to try to make the game better and are being able to be self-aware and evaluate and understand, okay, well, if it's not working, let's try again. Let's try something else. Let's try something new. So I think it's in a great, I think it's in a great place. Uh, I think the success of this season as a whole made it exciting. It wasn't too pitcher heavy. It wasn't too batter heavy. For a while, there was a little bit too much pitcher, lack of offensive power. And then as the season went on, that kind of righted itself because, you know, it takes <laughs> it takes some time to get good at batting again when you've had so much time off in the past year and some change. Um, you know, everybody wants to harp on, well, there's this huge it's time issue and it's baseball is slow and it's boring. It will never be. It will be exactly what it's going to be. It will only ever be that thing. But as long as it's the best version of that thing, I don't think you can ask for anything more. Um, than what it is and what it's going to be. So when people, oh, it's too long, it's too slow, it's always going to be that. It's never not going to be that. It is what it is. It, as long as they are trying to make the game better actively, there's nothing else you can ask for, but it's always going to be that. And they are trying. Like I said, trying new things with new faces in new places. They have a team who's going to be in two different cities, which is I think is a cool step. Oakland is finally getting the stadium they deserve. Like all kinds of things are happening in baseball. You know what I mean? I think I think it's in a good spot. I think there are some issues off the field. Like you're you're saying a lot of things on the field, and that's all good and dandy. Some of the things off the field are real big blemishes on the future of baseball. A lot being with the minor leagues. And well, the, did they just make everybody have to provide housing for minor league players, which was a huge Yeah, problem. starting next year. And that's, that's a big excellent. step in the right direction, but there's still a lot more issues that they need to deal with that too. Making sure they get a fair wage that they can be able to afford the food other than one PB&J or something that they offer to the players at the game. Um, and again, paying for the housing is definitely a big part of it. But then you look at the owners and what they're doing to not just – the teams in the minor leagues, but to their fans, you brought up Oakland. Uh, a lot of issues in Oakland's were done by the owner this year, their season ticket prices double. And a lot of the perks that they gave to their season ticket holders went away this year. One of the big perks that they gave their season ticket holders, they did away with this year because they were afraid of not being able to accommodate them with any kind of COVID restrictions. But then they said, okay, we're going to bring some of that stuff back, but we're doubling the price. It's like, uh, and it's not just Oakland. I know there are other teams out there doing the same thing. Ticket prices are going up. And a lot of the perks that you're getting with the games, some of them are going away. So, and I, yeah, I'm not saying it's every franchise, but there are a few out there that have been doing that. And you're, and it's alienating some fans. And then you have the issue with, Tampa Bay, the Rays, and what they're doing. And what their owners have been talking about was, okay, we're going to go all in on this split cities thing, 
And what you're doing is, okay, you might be gaining some fans in, in Montreal if, if it ever does get approved, but you're also alienating fans in Tampa. What little fans you do have in Tampa, you know? So, I mean, I it's, yeah, we just, it's, there's a lot of moving parts that can't, that are helping, but there are also parts that are hurting MLB. But like I said, as a, as a state as a whole, I think MLB is going to be okay. Just make sure you're, you're still keeping at least those edges going in the right direction. You're not cutting yourself while trying to cut away the problems. Alex, I think you worded it pretty perfectly when you said it's baseball. It's always going to be what it is. It's never going to be – it's never going to be in a clock, or at least I hope it's not. It's always 27 ounces. Like it, or, you know, we, we all would hope that it's all going to be 27 ounces. It's not going to be finish a game in two hours. It's just not going to be that because you – I hope to God that they don't ever figure out how to do that. But it's always going to be baseball. It's, it is what it is. It's never going to be not baseball. I think that's a perfect way to say that. And I know Kev is worried about, you know, the negotiations this offseason, and we all hope that that doesn't drag out. And, but at the end of the day, too, like Alex said, it's about money. And these guys won't want to lose out on money. These guys can't, you know, not, every, not all these guys can go play overseas to get their money and whatever. Like, you got to come to an agreement at some point. You got to – this is this is their livelihood, man. They want to they, – of course, they're going to want to get back to what they do for a living and, you know, play the game that they love, so – I hope it. I don't think it's going to be. I don't. I don't think it's going to be as bad as it felt like it was bad last last off season because it was, but um, or two off seasons ago, whenever it was. Um, but it's baseball, man. It's it's always going to be baseball. It's like Alex said. It's fine. It's you know, it is what it is. <laughs> it's the least popular of the of the big three, but that's okay. We don't need it to be the most popular. We just need it to be baseball. I think that's all I have to say on it. Alex, do you have anything else to add? That was my piece. All right. Did you have another here's one for you, or was that pretty much it? Well. We can address it in the last episode. Yeah. Yeah. We, yeah. Oh, man. We waited a whole week for this, and I am so excited. <laughs> yeah. Anyways, let's get to it. All right. Continue to get yourself a good What's that? Like We've all seen the text messages. We know you're hyped. <laughs> Yeah, it's. I'm almost. I like I said. I'm glad I had a whole week to think about it. Anyways, all right. With that, just be good to yourself. Be good. Be good to each other out there. Don't drink and drive. Don't sex drive. Later. Peace. See ya.